0: So, welcome back to Burnout Diaries, and we are on chapter seven. And today I'm going to be talking to you guys about what went on when I returned to work after seven months off of recovering from burnout. And so the day came when life went full circle, and I returned to the very place where my brain packed up for the first time work. It had been seven months and 17 days, actually since the first attack, and about five of those of genuine live rehab. Although this is an eternity in the fast-paced world of professional services I used to inhabit, time had flown by, and I didn't feel particularly transformed or even remotely ready to face the music. So in my head, after such a long time off and such a tough journey of recovery, I needed to show that something in me had changed, that I had evolved, and the person that left a client board meeting in the middle of a seizure in December wasn't the same one that was walking back through that door. I thought long and hard as to how to showcase this new and improved me, and all I could come up with was flat shoes. I'll wear flat shoes to portray a more relaxed, let's go get version of myself. That's a ridiculousness. It was, however, a great excuse to go shopping for work clothes and shoes after spending half a year dressed in activewear every single day. I walked into our Mayfair office with a mix of dread and excitement. On one hand, I had missed everyone terribly, and I had also missed being productive and feeling useful and even important. But on the other hand, I had been out of the game for a long time, so I felt slow, dumb and inadequate. Even the bloody version of Windows had changed since I'd been away, adding to the feeling of I'm useless and I don't remember how to do anything anymore. As the days went on, I took multiple rides on a roller coaster of emotions, from elation for being back in the workforce, contributing to the world, to utter despair because things that used to take me no time at all were now taking me hours. And then came that feeling of overwhelm when I realised that on top of returning to work, I had to keep up with all my lifestyle changes post-burnout like eating properly, exercising five times a week, meditating and maintaining good sleep hygiene. Being so balanced was going to be really hard work. I plodded along for a couple more weeks, getting used to the old life again, getting up close and personal with strangers in the tube in rush hour, speaking in acronyms, raving to the hold music on conference calls and expressing myself through the medium of PowerPoint. All those trademarks of life on the corporate treadmill. Until it was time to go on holiday. I know, a bit rich coming from me, having had six months off and having only just arrived back at work, but I I did feel like I needed one. So after a couple of days in the madness of the running of the bulls in Pamplona in Spain, We landed in Mallorca, ready for a few days of utter, total nothingness. Or being, like my now husband likes to call it. This was meant to be a great opportunity to switch off, rest, and take stock of the first four weeks back in the real world. But instead, I turned it into four days of relentless mental chatter, self-doubt, and an overwhelming feeling of being a tiny boat drifting into a stormy Mediterranean sea with no captain to be seen. I got stuck between two feelings, wanting to push myself hard at life to see how far my post-burnout brain and body could go, and not knowing what on earth I would be pushing myself towards anyway. Lost didn't even cut it. It appears that managing life post burnout is not as simple as returning to your old life, but going a little bit easier at it. It actually requires some serious reengineering that I had not spent any time doing. All I had focused on was on going back instead of on moving forward. So armed with notes from counseling and, and coaching sessions, I sat down to begin the live reengineering process, starting with finding my definition of intrinsic success which is something that both my psychologist and my coach had spoken about. Kiwi professional swimmer, Laura Quilter, defines intrinsic success as three things. First one, knowing that what you are doing means something, even if no one can see it. Two, moving forward in a personally meaningful way. And three, seeking internal approval. Keywords that stood out for me there were no one can see it, and internal approval. Intrinsic success is about you, giving yourself pats on the head and internal high fives, not about other people praising you or promoting you or giving you a pay rise. Those are nice extrinsic things, but without some level of intrinsic motivation aligned with your definition of intrinsic success, you are forever at the mercy of other people to feel fulfilled. That's kind of me down to a T. My old life had led me to burning out was a mad, relentless chase of extrinsic success. And having stepped away from it for a while, I had managed to see it for what it really was. And now I was having a visceral, almost allergic reaction to just casually jumping back into it without thinking about it. But what the hell was I going to do? Messed up or not, that was the only way I knew how to live. My old life may have been relentless and stupid, but it was for sure familiar and safe. So, after a good old cry, because surely library engineering deserves a few tears, I took to doing one of the things that brings me great personal joy and I believe grants me a few internal pats on the head. Planning. On a brand new notebook, with a brand new pen. So as of today, I have given myself 10 weeks to figure out what my life 2.0 looks like. So I'll be back then with more burnout diaries and hopefully some answers. And in the meantime, tune in for some burnout lessons on nutrition, exercise, sleep, meditation and relationships that I've been collecting over the last few months with the help of experts and friends. Much love and cortisol, Paula.